Mulcair Monday. Thomas Mulcair is here, former leader of the federal NDP and now CTV News Talk 1010 political analyst. Nice to have you. Happy Monday. Good to be with you, John. So Rory was just mentioning this business yeah. of Donald Trump saying we should suspend the Constitution. Yeah. I mean, perhaps he doesn't remember having sworn to uphold the Constitution. <sighs> Right. But that was until this massive vote fraud that stole the election from him. And if people are basing that on the Constitution, well, Donald Trump has a solution to that, too. Get rid of the Constitution. It was mind boggling, even for Donald Trump. I know we've said this a dozen times over the past few years, but still, it was galling. I was reading this over the weekend, reading the commentary and reading what he actually said in what he put out. And it was amazing. You know, it's just like, ah, you know, we have to get rid of this thing called the Constitution because our beloved founding fathers would never have put up with somebody being, you know, deprived of his election victory because of, of this con job. This is pure, pure, pure Donald Trump riling up his base, reconfirming for them, of course, that the election was stolen and getting everybody else in the United States to say what? But people like you and me, and you were with your correspondent from the U.S., everybody's talking about this today. So Donald Trump has managed the one thing that Trump is the best at, getting people to talk about him. But this time, I know, we've said this before, this time, I think this sticks in the craw of the average thinking American who goes, no, you, you really can't have a president who doesn't understand that the supreme law of the nation, the governing law, is the Constitution. And you don't get to put it aside simply because you don't like what it's doing to you in one particular circumstance. Well, and when this comes on the heels of dinner with a couple of anti-Semites, it, uh, it also, I don't think, plays all that well. Oh, but you don't know. He didn't know who it was. And, you know, they were just sitting there. I mean, this is the type of thing that Trump is used to getting away with, right? He, he's got an, a very simple strategy. He always provides an explanation. Oh, I didn't know the guy, and they just showed up with him. Actually, that part turns out to be fairly true. Uh, yay, uh, just showed up uh, with this well-known anti-Semite. But it still sticks to Donald Trump, and it is starting to stick to him. His usual game, his way of always finding a way through this stuff, I think it's starting to wear thin on the average American who, after all, <laughs> run a rather successful democracy for a long time and have things like rights, and they want to hold on to them. So the Premier of Alberta apparently is already watering down her Alberta Sovereignty Act. I think the big question, Thomas Mulcair, is are the feds going to react to this or just ignore it? Well, she too wants to do away with the Constitution and yes. say anything that, that happens, she, she can get rid of. I think that Danielle Smith is starting to realize that there's a big difference between being in front of a microphone on the radio, because she had a radio show and she was, you know, one of those shock jocks. But there's a big difference between saying what's on your mind and saying the first thing that pops into your mind. Because I, you know, your people have been going through everything that she said and coming up with little gems like basically supporting Putin uh, over the Ukrainians in that horrible war. That sort of thing might not go over great with, you know, the tens, if not hundreds of thousands of Albertans who have origins, family origins in Ukraine. But it's the same sort of thing. You only get one chance to, to give a good first impression. And her first impression is she's a dilettante. You know, she's somebody who loves talking about this stuff, but doesn't do the homework. So she presented this sovereignty bill and everybody pointed to one thing. Um, you say that this is about keeping Ottawa in its lane, but you want to usurp the role of the elected assembly. 
your legislative assembly gets to make laws you don't and with your cabinet you can't make this a private club where you do you know you create and you undo laws and so somebody was smart enough in her entourage to say oops we really messed this up so all weekend they had different spokespersons out there saying yes we're, we're going to clarify this well you're not clarifying you have to change it because it didn't make any sense so if she's going to go through these steps you know she's doing the the types of things she said she'd do firing everybody who was on this board in charge of health care oh that'll really help kids get health care because the pediatric emergencies are all overflowing in her province so she's that type of person she wants to play the game that she defined the persona that she defined herself by the way she's a very capable politician all you have to do is look at the fact that every single person who ran against her for the leadership of the conservatives became roadkill she knows how to talk to her base but it's showing more and more that she doesn't know how to talk to the wider public in alberta and i think that Rachel Notley is is wise. She's being calm and cool in her reactions. Dominic LeBlanc was sent out over the weekend to give the federal government response. Answer, crickets. We're going to ignore her. This is not a fight we want to have, which is very, very smart politics. Trudeau had said essentially the same thing. I think, John, for my money, that's, that's the way to go. They're not taking anything off the table. Right. The feds can refer this to the Supreme Court, a reference case that we call it. By the way, Daniel Smith can do the same thing. She can refer to the highest court in Alberta, but she doesn't want that. She wants the political fight. Uh, I want to take advantage of your experience as a former NDP leader at the federal level to ask you about the fact that today is the deadline for people to register to run as leader of the provincial NDP here in Ontario. So far, there's only one candidate. Is that a sign of no. weakness or is she yes. the future? No, it's, 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 not, it's not good. When you can't generate enough interest in the succession to your own party, I remember it happened with the Liberals uh, in Alberta. Uh, you know, they, they couldn't come up with anybody who actually wanted to run for the party. Sure, it's always broken down left, right in Alberta, but it's the same thing. You want to make sure that you've got people who create the interest, the buzz, I and mean, the actual race is in and of itself an opportunity to put you know, different ideas in the storefront window and just say, you know, this is what I'll do if you're like me. And well, I don't agree with this longstanding policy, I'd like to change it. So I, I, I do think that there are a lot of really serious issues on the table that require a thoughtful approach from the NDP that are still, uh, you know, thanks to the hard work of Andrea Horvath, you know, there's still the official opposition in Queen's Park. So I think that uh, Ontarians deserve better uh, than to have, uh, you know, a romp uh, win for one person. Uh, back to federal politics, and Pierre Polyeva has gone awfully quiet for a guy who's almost always <laughs> in the spotlight. Is is that planned? It is planned because, of course, you and I, because we're on mainstream media and we, according to him, we don't like him, so we're never going to give him an even break. He's just decided he, he's going to ignore the mainstream media. So one, one commentator had a good expression. He was calling it a mini midterm because next Monday, you and I will talk about the fact that there's a by-election in Mississauga Lakeshore. And that's the type of riding, bellwether riding, when the Conservatives got in with their majority with, with Harper in 2011, they, they took that riding. The Liberals have held it. The Liberals have recruited Mr. D'Souza at the highest level, former finance minister of Ontario. And we'll see. I mean, a lot of observers are saying, okay, so this is the technique. Okay, this is what Poiliev says is going to allow him to win the next federal election. Not talking with the media. Who knew that that was a strategy? And uh, on December 12th, we'll see if it's working. I think that there will be a lot of people in the Conservative Party almost relieved when the Conservatives lose and they get to say, okay, this doesn't work. You're going to have to learn how to talk to the media. Suck it up. You know, I've worked for years across from Pierre Poiliev. He's, he's by turns funny 
um, smart, but he's also that guy, right? He's just his way, his tone, his way of talking always suggests you're an idiot and I know more than you do. It doesn't go over well. So it's not that the media are against him. He's just got to figure out how to talk to people. And he hasn't figured that out yet. He does have a lot of good stuff and his base loves him. But it's not going to get beyond that base. And his chances of winning an election are really thin. So we'll see what ha- actually happens in, uh, in, in that riding of Mississauga Lakeshore. For my money, I think that the Liberals are going to be able to take this thing. And that'll be a lesson for Poilievre and his handlers. All right. Well, we'll talk about that for sure. Thanks for this. Take good care.